Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Friday, April the 8th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I apologize in advance. This cold has knocked the living daylights out of me, but we are going to get through this nine-game NBA slate regardless. It is the final stretch of the regular season of the NBA. Nine games scheduled today, four games on Saturday, and then every team in the league plays on Sunday. That will be fun. It's a 15-game schedule Sunday. That will do it then for the NBA regular season, and then we get into the playoffs. Uh, the last two seasons at Coach Talk, we have absolutely hammered the uh, playoffs. Over 70% winners, um, able to really zone in on the shorter rotation, so we're very, very excited about that. But we want to finish up with some winners here. Uh, we've got some nice sweats going in ma the Masters. We had a great start for our lineups yesterday. Our baseball team of, of Crash and Mike started out terrific with uh, MLB. And uh, like I say, we've got this wonderful stretch coming of uh, the NBA playoffs as well. If you want to join us, go to dfscoachtalk.com. You can sign up there for any of our packages. Uh, we have a three-day membership for only 10 bucks. if you want to dip your toes in and try us out. We would love to have you join the best family in the industry, uh, bar none. Our um, entire uh, Discord is, is very positive, a lot of support of rooting for each other and trying to bring some winners home to the Coach Talk family. So come and join us. We would love to have you. And we're going to jump right into this schedule today. Nine games. First game is seven o'clock. It's the Milwaukee Bucks and Detroit Pistons. Milwaukee's favored by five and a half. It's a 228 and a half total, 117 implied for Milwaukee and 111 and a half for Detroit Pistons. Injury-wise or designations, and again, this is morning, so we're going to give you all of the updated info here right now, but then this afternoon as things change, as it will this next three days, uh, each day just follow us in Discord, jump in, dfscoachtalk.com is where you can uh, join us, and then we'll just continue to post who's sitting, who's playing, etc., because that's the big difference in these, these final three days is what each team's strategy is. But for Milwaukee, we've got Allen and Vildoza out. Um, for Detroit, Corey Joseph is questionable, and Marvin Bagley is already considered out. I'm also not going to go over the efficiency ratings on offense and defense because they're so inaccurate with all of these teams playing such different players, uh, you know, and tons of guys sitting and tons of guys playing that hadn't played. They're just inaccurate, and I think they give a, a skewed sense of what the numbers really are. So it's one of those situations where, you know, optimizers are great. I use them. I use all of the, the tools that you need to build lineups. But it really comes down to looking at these teams, who's in the race, who's trying to tank, who's sitting playing guys. And really, those there's no sample size to, to pull uh, that you can optimize through that. So we're going to just continue to do it as we do here at Coach Talk. We're going to hand build and make sense of these lineups. So starting from Milwaukee, you know, it looks like their regulars are in there. The Holiday, Matthews, Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez against the Detroit team that has been scrapping lately with their regulars being Hayes, Cunningham, Bay Livers, and Stewart. 
So, you know, there's some plays here that you can make. Uh, you got a cheap Brook Lopez at 4-6 and Isaiah Stewart at 3-5. Both of them have been getting to their number recently. Uh, do you pay up for Giannis at 11-8 here? Certainly a great matchup for him if you're going to get enough minutes uh, for him to smash. He would make perfect sense for your buy-up. Um, you know, Holiday and Middleton a little too expensive for me, as well as the guys off the bench for Milwaukee, just not enough secured minutes. Detroit, you know, Hayes has been good lately, but if um, Joseph comes back, that could take some of his minutes. So some concern there. Cunningham has really turned it up, but he is 8'6". So you got to pay big boy prices for a guy that's playing big boy minutes uh, and, and producing. Uh, Sadiq Bey, hit or miss at 7K. I like Isaiah Livers, though. He's played well at 4'7", but hello Giannis. I mean, welcome to the NBA, Mr. Livers. So that makes it a little bit tough. But Stewart at 5'3", makes sense, but he does have to face some Lopez and then some Portis off the bench uh, and Giannis in the in the paint as well. So not my favorite game. It's a nice 228.5 total, but I just there's a lot of things that can go wrong here. So, you know, maybe a one-off, but not something I'm going to be completely focusing on. All right, game two, another 7 o'clock game. It's the Knicks and Wizards. Washington favored by one, 224.5 total, 111.75 for the Knicks, 112.75 for the Wizards. Two teams that have been eliminated, so that always makes, uh, you know, even situation. Who they're going to play is going to be the big question. As far as uh, injury designations, Grimes is questionable for the Knicks. The guys that are out are Noel, Randall, Robinson, and Rose. So all their big guys pretty much are out. For Washington, it's just Kyle Kuzma uh, that is out. So, I mean, I, the first place to start is Porzingis, I guess. I mean, if they're going to play in the big minutes, he keeps producing. Um, I don't know how much they're going to push him. They really want to see what he's made of. He's, he has had a few good games in a row. Again, he's 8-7, though. But he does get to go against uh, probably Jericho Sims, uh, the rookie. And, and he probably can uh, do some business against him. So Porzingis in play, unless I see any uh, coach speak or beat writer news that he's going to be on a, a minutes type of restriction. But he's been playing and been getting there uh, multiple games now since he's joined the Wizards. Uh, so Porzingis in play, he certainly can go to a barrage of other, uh, you know, huge savings here. Really, Sadoransky, Pope, Kispert, Hashimura, Avdia, Ishmith, Daniel Gafford, you know, all of those guys. The highest one is Caldwell Pope at 5-4, and they're all between that and 4-3 of Corey Kispert. So, the problem is, yeah, somebody usually gets there in that group, but not too many of them. And it's risky, and there's a lot of rotation, and I'm not going to take that chance. I don't want to get one guy, you know, one uh, starter that's not that strong or one guy off the bench for the Wizards that sinks my lineup. I'm a little more interested in the Knicks side. You know, R.J. Barrett, he's a scorer. He thrives in games like this. I think he makes really good sense at 8-3. Obi Toppin's all the way up to 6'2 now, but he has played worth uh, that money. He's been tough. And then Jericho Sims at 3'7, like I said, he's only got Taj Gibson backing him up. So he's going to get the majority of minutes if he can stay out of foul trouble at that price with 
you know, how active he is. He's going to get you some stocks for sure. Um, he may be a very good uh, play in this matchup. So I will have some exposure in this game. Um, it, you know, it's better to have two teams that are going after something or two teams that aren't as opposed to, you know, stuck in the middle. So this is one of those games where two, two teams that are out, you know, just may relax and play and uh, score some points. So I will have some exposure there. All right, the, the first 7.30 game, there's a pair of those as well. It is the Houston Rockets and Toronto Raptors. Toronto favored by 12, 227.5 total, 107.75 implied for Houston, 119.75 uh, for the Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors have kept us guessing quite a bit on their lineups, who's in, who's out, but uh, we have a little bit more of a clear look here. We know Ananobi, Van Vliet, and Watanabe are all out. Uh, and as far as for Houston, no designations. They've already sat a group of guys for the rest of the year, um, and it's opened things up for the rest of their players. So there's, you know, some interest here. Houston has pl been playing very loose and relaxed. You know, they're not good, but it's created really, you know, smash games for Kevin Porter at 8-4, which is expensive. Jalen Green at 7-4 has been terrific at times, and Shangoon at 7K flat can also get to a number. So those are the three that have really been standing out. You can go a little bit cheaper if you want to go the Garrison Matthews 3-5, Jay Sean Tate at 5, or Christopher 4-7, or KJ Martin at 4. Those are the guys that, you know, some of them off the bench as well, that have been getting good numbers. Their rotation hasn't been as deep as it had been, and they're getting there. So uh, definitely some interest in the Houston side. We know they play super-duper fast, and they don't play good defense at all. On the Toronto side, um, you know, with these injury designations and people being in and out, you know, Gary Trent is always playable at 5'9", Scotty Barnes at 7'1". Siakam's really playing ball lately at 9-6. Big pay up, but he has been absolutely killing it. And with the increased um, possessions for Toronto in a, in a game where Houston plays helter-skelter at time, uh, it might be a decent play. There are some cheaper plays, too, with uh, Chua or Boucher at 4-2 and 5 that uh, also are in play for me. All right, the other 7.30 game, <clears throat> it is the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Brooklyn Nets. We've got a big number here. It is happens to be the biggest number on the board, and that's unusual for a Cleveland game, but because their defense has gone so into the tank that Brooklyn's pulling right over the line here for the highest total on the board. Brooklyn's favored by 8.5. 232 is the total, 111.75 for Cleveland. 120.25 for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and again, this is one of those where these two teams are both trying to win. So we have a better situation to look at here. Evan Mobley's probable. So they should get at least one of their big boys back, which is huge. Allen is still out. And then we have Seth Curry for Brooklyn probable, but we know Dragic and Simmons remain out. So we're going to get a true feel here. I mean, not only is this game the highest total, both teams want to win. You've got some stars in this game. I think this will be the highest owned game on the slate for all of those reasons combined. And you can look at a Darius Garland at 9-4. Uh, 
Karis LeVert's been much more active in getting there uh, now that he's starting at 7-2. And then, you know, Markinen at 6K has had some huge games recently. And if Evan Mobley's playing without a minutes restriction, he's in play. But we need to make sure that uh, he's not capped on minutes because he is 7-6. With Mobley in, it it pushes Moses Brown back to the bench. He's up at 5-2, so wouldn't go there. Kevin Love at 5'8 has some potential here as well. We know he can throw some big rebound and scoring games in there uh, from time to time. On the, on the Brooklyn side, it probably comes down to the decision that now is pretty much every day. Is it Irving or is it Durant? You know, like the old days when is it LeBron or is it AD or, you know, all of those scenarios. I mean, it's hard to play two guys at that price. It really is. I mean, I know you, it can work, but I just, I don't believe it. And I think, you, you know, you, you got to make a decision for multiple reasons where you want to go here. Uh, Kyrie's 10-2. He has been absolutely on fire. Garland's not a good defender. Um, KD's 11-6, which is, you know, certainly 1.4 more is, is, is a lot to bite off. But again, great potential to blow it up. Uh, not sure who they're going to try to guard him with. Markinen's, you know, just an average defender. is a little undersized. Um, I think, you know, Durant really sets up for a big game here. He's pretty much my favorite buy-up uh, on the entire slate. Just slightly over Kyrie, though. That's the frustrating part. You know, you have two guys you really like. Um, but, you know, with my type of bills, I'm just not comfortable putting them both in. But secondary guys there, you know, there's always a huge incurred risk. Bruce Bruce Brown's been the best lately at 5-3. You can consider him, you know, uh, Curry should be in. So that moves back the the Mills and and Edwards and Thomases. Nick Claxton has been splitting a lot of time with Drummond at center. So I'm not real crazy about that split. Uh, So just going with the big boys there. Uh, with some exposure from Cleveland side. So I will have multiple players from this game. Even though it will be a little chalky, I think it is very necessary. All right, we have a a pair of 8 o'clock games as well. Charlotte Hornets and Chicago Bulls. Chicago's favored by two. It is a 231.5 total, 114.75 for Charlotte, 116.75 for the Chicago Bulls. Coming into this game, Charlotte only has Gordon Hayward, who's already been ruled out. For Chicago, a lot more question marks here. Caruso is questionable. We have Zach Levine, probable. And then Matt Thomas, also probable. Um, And other than that, it should be mainly the regulars here. So um, two teams also interested in winning some games here. So we should get good run from their major players. The problem is they're expensive. If you go the Hornets and want to, you know, buy up, you've got Ball at, at 9-1, Bridges at 7-7, and Rogier at 6-8. All very playable. Um, certainly not interested in huge stacks here. So making uh, a decision and choice there is going to be important. If you want to go lower, P.J. Washington at 5-3, can have some strong games as well. Um, Montrez Harrell had a big game off the bench, but again, that split with, with Plumlee isn't very conducive to winning, in my opinion. 
For the Bulls, it comes down to the big three, like it always does. Levine at 7-7. We need to make sure he doesn't have any restrictions because he's been questionable in, in and out of some games recently. The bigger money guys, Vuk at 7-8, which his price has come uh, way down. Centers usually kill the Hornets. So Vuk is on my radar, and I haven't played him much this year uh, because of just you know his points and everything being split up between all the bigs here with Levine and DeRozan. So, but I think Vuk makes sense here against the Charlotte team. Charlotte does not defend. And with only a two-point spread here, this could be a diamond game here for DFS. So uh, Vuk at 7-8, very much in play. DeRozan at 8-7, I'm very tempted. Just don't know if I can get there. I think playing two bulls or two of the bull studs is very doable here as opposed to you know, like playing the big two from uh, the Nets, just because I think Charlotte gives up a lot of points and they can, you know, really zone in on those two guys because the complimentary players for the Bulls, like Dasunmu, Caruso, even if he plays, he may not play. But Williams, White, Green, Thompson, those guys are not going to put up any DFS numbers of, of any consideration. So it is going to flow to Levine, DeRozan, and Vuk. And I think the majority of it, goes to Vuk and possibly DeRozan. So I could be using a lot of salary here and then trying to bumper it back for some correlation on the other side with one of the Hornets, I think would be a really good play. So yeah, the, the Cavs, Brooklyn, Hornets, Bulls, those two games are going to be very, very key for us here at Coach Talk. The other eight o'clock game is the Atlanta Hawks and Miami Heat. Miami's, uh, it's basically a pick them. They have Miami a half point favor which makes no sense to me because you can't win or lose by a half point, but it is what it is. 114 implied for Atlanta, 114 and a half implied for Miami. So at Miami, their tough defense, what do we have for in and out? Lou Williams, questionable. John Collins remains out for Atlanta. Everybody else is a go. And then how about this group for Miami? Good luck with it. All questionable. Ready? Deadman, Highsmith, Martin, Morris. Vincent Yurtsave and PJ Tucker's already declared out. So we have no idea who Miami's going to roll out there and it's going to make all the difference in the world. So this is one, if you want a late swap, if you want to just stay focused on as far as watching the news, I mean, it, it could be a, a super short rotation of eight guys with some huge value, or it could be just the regulars in there. I mean, other than PJ, because, you know, we don't have specific news. So 1 million percent news uh, dependent here for the Heat. So I'm not even going to talk about their guys because you can't until you know what those seven guys that are listed questionable are going to do. From the Atlanta side, you know, that news is going to make, make, you know, make a huge difference there as well. Trey Young, if he has to go against Butler and Bam and company that are, uh, you know, and some of the other stronger defenders for Miami, it's, it's, you know, hard to play, pay the 10, eight, but if some of those guys are going to sit and they're going to rotate in some guys that haven't played much, um, then, you know, Trey becomes a better play, but with all the other main guys back for Atlanta, you know, with Herter, Hunter, Gallinari, Bogdanovich, Capella, all those guys playing makes it a little bit tough to get to the secondary guys. They're priced low. But really, I mean, at this point, unless you take a flyer with Herder, Hunter, or Gallo, 
you know, Young's certainly the safest place to go, uh, and that's where I would look. So once we get the news, we could get a couple of strong plays out of this game, or it could end up being a complete pass. That's how important that news is. So don't prematurely uh, consider that until you know what that news is. Or if you do, be available to late swap it uh, to some of these other games because it starts at 8, so you're going to get an hour delay um, from the rest of the slate starting. All right, we have an 8.30, a 9.30, and a 10.30 remaining. The 8.30 is Portland and Dallas. And Dallas is favored by 18 here. Good Lord. 220.5 total, 101.25 for Portland, 119.25 for Dallas. Dallas wants to win. They want to get that third seed and get a home court. So they're going to play their guys. But for how long? That's going to be the question because Portland has been getting shellacked lately. As far as news in this game, we've got Brandon Williams questionable once again. Hart, Watford, Winslow out. For Dallas, it's Kleba questionable, and then Hardaway is still out. Other than that, you're going to have your regulars. So the big thing is, do you pay up for Luka or not? How long does he play? You know, can he get a triple-double in three quarters? Yes, he's done it before. So, you know, to me, you got to make some decisions here. You know, do you go with Durant? Um, do you use the, the buy-up there? Um, are, or do you want to save one of the buy-ups for here? I mean, that's a spot, you know, people will consider Giannis a lot and, you know, guys like Porzingis. There's just a lot of decisions to be made, even though it's this late in the year and, you know, you can't buy up with everybody. So uh, for right now, you know, the, the fact that Dallas needs to win and it's at home, if Portland somehow just can find a way to hang in there a little bit, I think Luca can get there. I really do in three quarters, but you know, that's yet to be seen. I, you know, it's a, it's a risk because, you know, if you get 45 from Luca in 25 minutes, um, it, it's not going to get it done for you. So that's the big decision and that could happen. So uh, the jury's out. I will decide that this afternoon as I try to formulate a little bit more of the lineup here, but that is the big decision. If I go KD, and try to build more comfortably that way, um, you know, that's a, then I probably would not play Luka. But, you know, if Portland stays close and Luka could go ballistic, you know, it's that simple. So there's a, there's a, it's a tough call. This isn't an easy slam dunker by any stretch. If you go with any secondary guys from Dallas, you got Brunson at 6'3", Dinwiddie at 5'1". Um, you know, Bullock's been making a lot of threes lately. He's 4'7". Not really crazy about the bigs. I know people have been on Powell re recently because he's cheap at 4-9. But if Kleba is back, he'll uh, carve into those minutes a little bit. Marquise Chris has been getting a few minutes. So I'm not really comfortable going with the bigs there. For Portland, I will say, you know, I like to play bigs against Dallas. Eubanks has been playing big minutes. Portland doesn't want to win, though. That's the only thing that scares me. So Eubanks at 7-2s, no free square by any stretch. I do think he is the kind of center that gives Dallas trouble, though. He's that strong, sort of Sabonis body-ish kind of guy that can hit some mid-range shots and get to the glass and hustles. So, you know, I'm tempted to go Eubanks because he's going to be super low-owned at that price. But, again, you know, Portland's wanting to lose every game. So, uh, you know, you wonder if he's going to get full run. 
Um, if um, Goodwin, I'm sorry, if uh, if Dunn starts and plays the majority of the minutes at point guard, uh, then he's tempting because, you know, he's been splitting time with Williams at the point. So we need that news uh, with Williams being questionable because Dunn at 5-3, I think, is a steal uh, if he's going to play the majority of point guard minutes. After that, you know, it's hit or miss. It's risk. LB at 4-9 I've used. Brown at 4-8 I've used, and they've gotten there. Um, so, you know, again, Dallas slows team in the league, so that doesn't help Portland's cause, and then they're going to be using a lot of their their bench. I mean, Macklemore, Blevins, Perry, Luzada, Goodwin, Hughes, they're all going to play. So, it, you know, it's an easy pass for a lot of people, but I'm still going to look at this for a little bit because I think it's going to go low-owned, and, you know, rightfully so, but I think you can still find a couple of uh, strong plays here. So that is the game that's under the microscope for me for this afternoon. All right, 9.30 game, Phoenix Suns, Utah Jazz, Utah by 2, 226.5 total, 112.5 implied for Phoenix, 114.25 for the Utah Jazz. For Phoenix right now, they're just so showing Sarge out and like they're going to play their regular squad. Terrifying, considering they've already locked up everything you could possibly lock up. But maybe uh, this is the last game dress rehearsal type of play the regulars um, for Monty Williams. So we got to watch. This is all news, all newsworthiness in this game. As of right now, they're in, so we'll count them in until we hear differently. Only guy out for Utah is Forrest. So do these teams both go at it and play for real? I mean, Utah by two, 226 and a half total makes you think they do, but it sounds like Vegas is anticipating somebody from Phoenix sitting or Phoenix would be the favorite. <clears throat> I knew I couldn't make it all the way through without a sip of coffee. So the question is, how many of the guys do Phoenix roll out? So all news dependent. we got to follow this. If it's only two or three of the starters, I, I still would be worried because minutes, I can't imagine they're going to play anybody over 30 minutes. It'd be crazy. There's no reason to do it. So I'm really not interested in the, in the regulars for Phoenix. The only reason I'd be interested in this game is if they just count some of these guys out. They rest Paul, Booker, eight, and whatever. Whoever sits, then you got to start looking at Payne, Shamit, Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges if they play. Now, Bridges played the other day, so he's probably a candidate to sit. Um, but again, all we're all just uh, assuming stuff. So let's wait till that news comes out. Maybe with the shuffle, one of the uh, reserves that will be a starter for the Suns would be in play for me. For Utah, you know, Mitchell at 8-5 could be a fine play. He's been uh, playing well. Conley at 6-2, uh, within reason. Bogdanovich seems to be getting his legs back at 5-5. Gobert certainly at 8-3, always a consideration. Uh, question is how many minutes. They do have their bench back intact with Clarkson, Whiteside, House, Hernan Gomez, and Gay, and Pascal. So not as crazy about this game. There's a lot of uh, fluctuation of, you know, who's in, who's out, what's going to happen. So we need to follow this and determine if there's any good plays. This end, could end up being just a, uh, a game that you pass because there's just too much volatility and you don't want it to sink 
uh, this, the entire lineup. In nine games, you don't have to play every game, that's for sure. All right, speaking of volatility, we got the last game on the slate is Oklahoma City against Los Angeles Lakers. 10:30 game, late night sweat game. LA by five and a half by five, 226 and a half total. 110.75 for the Thunder, 115.75 for the Lakers. The big question is who's going to play here? We've got a couple of teams that are well out of it. Neither one can make the show. So we've got questionable tags on Westbrook, James, and Davis. They're all out. I'm just putting them all as out. They're not going to play, period. For Oklahoma City, Trey Mann, questionable. I have a feeling he's not going to play. Kenrich Williams is out. Also, um, let's see, Carmelo Anthony's out. So you're going to get a similar, similar lineup to what we had the other day. And there's some playable guys in here. Malik Monk got it done. He's 5'6", very fair. I think a really good play. And Taylor Horton Tucker, he'll be one of the chalkiest plays on the board. He's only 3'8". And those two guys will do, I think, the majority of the scoring for this team. Um, you can take some shots with the, some other cheap guys that end up being decent risky plays, but decent. And Austin Reeves at 4 um, Stanley Johnson, 3-7. Howard, 4-6. Wendy Gabriel, 3-6. Um, those guys will all get some minutes, but I really think you're going to see everybody pushing the button button on Monk and Taylor Horton Tucker, including me. Um, for the Thunder, huh, it has been a freak show of craziness. Xavier Simpson, Vic Krejci, um, Georgios Kalazakis. And then Jalen Horde. I mean, can you believe this? This is crazy. Uh, Isaiah Roby, Lindy Waters, Melvin Frazier Jr., JRE, Pokacheski, Maladon, and Wiggins. Okay, so you've got a bunch of guys there, a bunch of G-leaguers, teenagers, everything else. And they're just playing guys in bunches here, letting them play big minutes, sitting the others. So, you know, I don't feel comfortable saying, hey, these guys are great plays. I need some coach speak. I'm going to be all over the Thunder beat writers, all over Twitter. I want to see who they're going to roll out and let play because they've been going with a pretty short rotation of like seven, eight guys when they do decide who's playing. But it's none of it is for sure. Sometimes Poku plays 36 minutes. Sometimes he doesn't play at all, you know, for example. So there could be some good plays here. Krejci, Horde. Roby, you know, these guys are all playable if they're going to be in the rotation and get the big minutes. So I will be watching that very closely. This game could mean a lot. I know it's a 226 and a half total, which isn't phenomenal, but it's decent. And there's going to be shot volume, not good defense. And I think having some exposure to this game is going to be important. And I think a lot of people will just be plugging in Monk and Tucker and be afraid of everything else and just letting it go. And I think that could be a mistake because I will be watching this closely, finding out who's going to be in there, setting up my late swap to be ready for it. They're all cheap on the Thunder side, so it's not like you're committing to huge salary and then can't flip it to somebody else. So um, I think it's a real strategic slate. I think it's a state slate we can do very well on, and uh, we will be providing everything right here uh, at DFS Coach Talk. If you want to join us, uh, you can go to DFSCoachTalk.com. We also provide prize picks picks for our uh, uh, members, uh, both in uh, 
in Major League Baseball and basketball and also the Masters, we have some, some good prize picks plays. Um, our presenting sponsor for this podcast is Prize Picks. If you would like to join there, I don't know what you're waiting for. They are terrific. Go to prizepicks.com, use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, no space, and they will match you dollar for dollar up to your first $100 deposit. Cannot beat it, and we have a lot of members that are loving that. We do a podcast uh, for prize picks for our top plays on basketball and baseball each day, but we do several other prize picks plays in our Discord. And also, uh, 30 minutes before lock, we're giving out full lineups for Yahoo and FanDuel and a coach's clipboard or a key five-man build for your DraftKings lineup. So love to have you join us. Um, if you want to check us out on Twitter, it's at DFS Coach Talk. I am at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And on your way out, please hit that thumbs up. That's super important to us, those likes make a big difference of where we fall on the algorithm on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button and then click that little alarm in the upper corner. That will tell you when any of our podcasts post. All right, made it through cold and all. So hopefully I was listenable even with this raspy uh, coach-filled uh, voice here. Sounds like the old days when I used to yell so much I, I couldn't, uh, I didn't have a voice. But all good yelling though, not negative yelling. <laughs> All right, well, have a fantastic Thursday. We're almost to the weekend. Masters, uh, end of basketball season, baseball just first pitch yesterday. So this is fun times for DFS. We would love to have you join us. We are at DFS Coach Talk. We'll be looking for you. Come and see us. Give us some comments in here. Let us know what you think of the pod. Let us share in some of your wins. We would love to celebrate you there. All right, thank you so much, and we will be back again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.